Hey, and welcome to the first installment of What's Up, Tybee. I'm your hostess, Sandy McLeod. I've been thinking about putting a podcast together for a long time as a way to get out information about Tybee. I'll be sharing a lot of different stories on happenings on the island, from shows at the Post Theater to upcoming parades and events, and also talking to some of Tybee's interesting residents and characters, and share information on different issues that are facing the island and how the city is dealing with them. Well, this January is very quiet and cold here. Venues like the Post Theater are closed for the month, and a lot of businesses and restaurants are operating on shortened hours, as many people are hunkered down just trying to stay warm and trying to stay COVID-free. For this first show, speaking of COVID, I'm talking with a couple of young entertainers who have ties to the area. They just completed a six-month ocean voyage from Europe to the Caribbean. They're professional dancers who were contracted to perform on a huge European cruise line. The name of that cruise line will remain anonymous. I kept referring to it as the COVID ship. Their experiences of being basically locked down in tiny rooms for half a year, subsisting on less than appetizing starchy carbs and dancing for hours six nights a week is worth sharing. The couple that I will be calling Harry and Sally start out talking about how they ended up working on cruise ships and about what life was like pre- and post-COVID. Growing up dancing, I only thought there were competitions or shows in theater. That's what I kind of grew up doing. But then after I went to a performing arts high school, I got into a conservatory and that kind of shed a whole new light on what dancers could do as a career. We we're fortunate enough to go to a conservatory that had a lot of different opportunities come to us. So we were able to audition for different companies there and travel around to audition for different companies and different shows. I think a lot of dancers have different journeys because I didn't even know what I wanted to do for college. But then when my parents told me that I had to go to college, I told them, okay, well, if I'm going to study anything, I'm going to study dance. And that was my ticket in. And even in school, I kind of focused on being the most versatile dancer that I could be because I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I always lived like 30 minutes from Disney World. So I felt like maybe that could have been a possibility and it still could be a possibility. But one of my friends had done cruise ships in the past. And I guess I came across one of his posts on social media one day. And I asked him about it and I heard a lot of good things. So I wanted to give it a shot. And uh, he got me connected with someone from uh, cruise ships and I tried it out. And here I am three contracts and as a cruise ship dancer. <laughs> yeah, I think growing up not being able to go on cruise ships and stuff, I, I didn't even know that was a world that I could dive into until I met other people who were pursuing cruise ships. And I was like, what is this world? And so I was able to dive right in and see that there were so many different cruise lines looking for entertainment. Both Harry and Sally had a different experience on previous cruises on a different cruise line in a pre-COVID world. But regardless of the timing, living and working on a cruise ship is not for the claustrophobic. The two cruise ships that I was on, the rooms were pretty much the same size, but I I preferred the first contract I was on because the room 
I think made sense um, spatially and it, it optimized the space. So we had enough foot room in the room and we could see the TV from our beds um, and the shower was a little bit bigger. But for the most part, it's a very small room. My first ship, it was about the size of a small bathroom. I was shocked when I first saw it. <laughs> um and yeah, it's really interesting to think that, I mean, obviously there are going to be people that have humongous bathrooms in the world, um, but for a pretty normal sized bathroom, that's our entire space. And we also share it with one other person. So mm-hmm. for, I wouldn't suggest claustrophobic people to take on a cruise ship contract uh, because it does get really, really tight. No windows, quite. No windows. No, um, yeah. for us. Yeah, it feels very secluded. Um I mean, if you like privacy, then, I mean, I love privacy. So I I love, like, having that tight corner. It didn't really bother me much. Um, And it's also, like, less to uh, keep, keep, like, clean, I guess. Kind of describe what a shower looks like in a cruise ship cabin for an entertainer yeah well well the first contract I was on I I was pleasantly surprised that I I could you know prop my leg up on the wall and shave my legs or wash my hair with both of my elbows out it was it was bigger than what I had heard cruise ship um crew showers were like but then the one I just got off of I don't know who chose this, but I I couldn't wash my hair with both hands. I would have to open the shower curtain, put one of my feet outside of the quote-unquote shower space, and I kind of used the whole room as a wet room um, because there wasn't enough space in the shower to bend over to wash my feet or wash my knees or even put both hands up to wash my hair without hitting a wall, poking the shower curtain out. It was, it was a struggle to do the basic necessities of showering without just standing there looking up at the, at the shower head. Life on a cruise ship for these entertainers was an entirely different experience before COVID. Because we fell under a specific rank, um, different ranks on a ship give you different privileges. And the rank that we had um, allowed us to, during normal circumstances, uh, be able to go eat at guest restaurants and buffets, um, being able to basically free roam the ship, uh, visit all the shops, go to any venue that we would like, obviously putting the priority for guests, um, but we could pretty much have full reign of the ship. And also not only just get off in ports, but also sign up for excursions to be an escort, and we wouldn't have to pay for that. And so, yeah, not be, basically being in a quarantine, a work quarantine, where all you do is um, during a day uh, go to the crew mess, uh, have your tech rehearsal before the show that night, uh, go to lunch in the crew mess, go back and perform the shows, have dinner, and then go to bed on repeat six days out of the seven um, gets really difficult when you don't have anything else to allow yourself to decompress. The day after shows, we were allowed to use the hot tubs, um, which was great. Being able to submerge my body in just a warm bath, basically, it is what I kind of grew up on and how I was able to maintain my body and being able to do the things that we do, you need to be able to go to the spa, to get a 
massage every now and then to have access to a hot tub, I think. Um, and the first contract, we definitely got those privileges, but this time, um, for the second contract for the COVID ship, all of that was taken away. And we even had a crew pool slash hot tub in a crew area. We were allowed to go out on the bow, which is the front of the ship. They had one there, but they never filled it up. COVID reasons, I'm sure. But just those things make a world of a difference when you're an athlete, being able to use the guest gym, having access to a sauna or a steam room, being able to go to a space to stretch, have access to sunlight, just those basic things that a lot of people don't think about. But the privileges, I think, were really necessary for a contract like this where we were working six nights a week. We needed a way to decompress our bodies more so for me I my body was just breaking down and there was no place for me to really go except my bed which I may add you can't sit up in you can't sit up in bed you for me I was on the top bunk but top and bottom bunks are pretty much the same I had to crawl into my bunk and you could only sit up a certain amount and think about when you roll over at night and you kind of like fluff the covers and your elbow kind of goes up elbows would be hitting that the top of the room every night because that's how close it was so not having a place to to sit up in bed or put your feet up at night was also very difficult during the covid cruise entertainers were confined to very small specific areas like their rooms but free movies and entertainment are not a free amenity for crew members Before the lockdown, workers would often go off the ship when it docked to download different shows to their phones. And since offloading at ports was a no-no for crew members because of the COVID protocol, that was no longer an option. The experience led these entertainers to have a greater appreciation of sunshine, fresh air, and just the joy of sitting up straight. Luckily, the venue that we performed our shows in had a backstage area that our company um, kind of curtained off for us uh, because it was built for guests. Um, and um, it may, to me, it makes more sense as a backstage area for us for shows. Um, and so luckily for the majority of the contract, as we were um, trying to, you know, push our way into um, having some other uh, ways to get like uh, fresh air and sun. Um, We were at least able to utilize the backstage area, which was comfortable. It was really the only air like spot on the ship for us that we could be comfortable sitting in, which sounds crazy, but we would um, actually sit down and sit up. Because in our room, we had one chair because we had one desk. And so if we wanted to watch something in our room, then we would have to sit in a chair and then on the top bunk or hang halfway off. So going to the lounge (laughs) was a great way for us to sit in a chair comfortably. I think I'll always remember uh, having to tilt my head to the left and just have this strain on my neck from having to watch TV uh, just because of the way that the TV was set up, um, I like 
always remember having like a sore spot in my neck, waking up every morning, and it was because of wanting to watch TV from my bed. While many of us spent a lot of our recent months chowing down and packing on that extra COVID-20, that was definitely not the case for the crew on this ship. Although passengers would be upstairs, grazing on the endless meat and veggie buffets and chocolate bars, the workers were down under trying to keep their stamina up with a diet heavy on starches and not much else. The food for crew just isn't fantastic. And so being able to eat with guests and guest areas, there's a lot more selection. There's a lot more uh, less outlandish food options as opposed to the crew mess um, for uh, athletes that perform now every day. Uh, we need a better diet than uh, just fried like French fries and like those sort of things. Rice and boiled fish. I mean, we can't live off of that. Um, and when that's served three times a day, um, every single day, it gets very hard, um, especially when your body is needing nutrients and food, and then the food that's in front of you just isn't at all appetizing. Um, it, it's very, very difficult. Yeah, the um, girl um, who the girl on her last contract who was very easygoing and stuff, she. She is more of a picky eater, she said, um, but she is normally great with chicken, rice, maybe some fries or like um, green beans or like or potatoes. But she lived off of bread and rice for, I think, two two or three months. And, and the amount of weight she lost was insane. And we kept trying to tell our company, like, this is what's happening. We need better food. We just need like a basic meat, um, chicken, turkey or um, like a red meat. We need... Um, a steamed vegetable because the vegetables that were in the mess were just covered in oil, covered in oil, um, and a or just non-existent, <laughs> yeah, or just not there, and a like <laughs> compost salad or something that that's what we need. Like for example, in the crew mess, many times the there would there would be a salad section, and when we first got there, there would be a good selection. There'd be lettuce, tomatoes, onions, croutons, even. Uh, three different types of dressing, um, olives sometimes, banana peppers, like all of these different options that you can kind of conjure some sort of yummy salad with. I kid you not, so many times that salad section would only have raw onions and carrots. That's it. That would be the salad selection that you would have for that whole day pretty much, um, which would be really, really difficult to want to go back to eat there. Um, and it's hard because when we were um, promised privileges of eating in guest areas and even ordering room service to our rooms, that made it even harder knowing that normally we would you know, not have this problem, um, but we do have this problem even after having promised something better, but they're just not giving us that privilege because of COVID. The excessive amount of dancing created a situation that ultimately led to a knee injury for Sally. So they're taking a short break, but both would be willing to go back on a cruise ship. They both say that they will look a lot harder at their contract and make sure that the agreement they get is not one that will confine them to a small cell for six months straight. I asked what kind of penalty they would have had if they decided to leave the ship 
because of the conditions. They said that cruise lines generally charge a fee to entertainers who leave early as much as a few thousand dollars to pay for bringing in another entertainer, and they have to find their own way home from wherever they disembark. All of the time dealing with COVID has led both of them to consider what they might do in the future and ponder other things about life after COVID and after dancing. I Today, if let's say I can't dance tomorrow, um, I think I would delve into uh, tabletop games. Um, during the pandemic, I started uh, getting into board games, tabletop games, card games, board games, uh, things like Monopoly and um, Clue and Sorry and all of those. Um, I honestly thought that those were the only board games around, um, but there's so many more board games that I ever thought that there would be. After playing so many now throughout the pandemic, before I took on our, my COVID ship contract, I started just thinking to myself of why do I like these games so much? What um, makes them so much fun to me? And then I started just kind of playing around with ideas of how can I take these really fun aspects of these different games and putting all of those together to make my own game? So um, throughout the pandemic, uh, when I was in quarantine and also during the COVID chip contract, I was kind of busy building on my free time my own board games. And I've got pretty far with one of them. Uh, I hope to try to make my actually printed and have a, a physical game of my own. And then if it's a really good one, hopefully put it on somewhere like Kickstarter and uh, run a com- campaign and see if it's successful or not. What would you do? If I can't dance tomorrow, if I can't dance, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably want to work for a company that I'm currently working for and try to be higher management of rehearsal director or a liaison between land and ships or theater, something like that, but still be immersed in the dance world if I can't dance, but be able to be something like a dance captain um, or teach shows, stuff like that. Um, I would probably want to do that, stay within the dance world for sure. As a side note, I was nosy about what pay was typical for entertaining on those expensive ships. They said salaries generally range from about 500 to 2500 a week for entertainers, depending on experience with the cruise line and your talent. For example, surprisingly, singers are paid more than dancers. Those who dance and sing make more money, and other specialty acts would also be on the higher end of that pay scale. Well, that wraps it up for this first edition of What's Up, Tybee. And if you have topics about the island or people you'd like to hear more about, please let me know. Until next time, if you enjoyed this, please recommend us to family and friends. And join us next time on What's Up, Tybee. I'm Sandy McLeod. Be safe, and I hope to have your ears with us again soon.